Shaboom, we're live. What up, everybody? Hello, kids. Hi, welcome to Empty Space Podcast, episode number... N- I'm going to need help with it. 96? You did it! Hey, alright. Welcome to episode 96 of the Empty Space Podcast. Your boys are back from Disney World. Hell yes. Um, And we got a great episode today. We're going to be talking a little Blink-182 a little bit about their new song that came out a few weeks ago. We have a special guest. His name is Clarky. You ever heard of him? Me? No. No, no. I don't know him. Clarky was previously on a few episodes, uh, on an N episode before, back when we first started. So he's going to be coming back on. He's a big fan of Blink. So we'll be talking about what we think about Tom coming back, the new song that dropped, Edging, and kind of just going off the, you know. Off the rails a bit. The rails a bit, you know. Talk about uh, that. He may actually be a bigger Blink fan than you. Okay. He might be. That's uh. It's bold, I know. That's a bold statement coming from you, yeah. It's bold, I know, but he might be. He might right. have. He might have you. What makes him a bigger fan than me? Oh, he's just. You'll see. All right then. He's, he's all. He's all plugged in. All sorts of places. <laughs> Like he's he's members of like message boards and friggin' websites and all sorts of stuff. Oh, cool! Gonna be he, good to get his insight then. Yeah, he basically called the tour pretty much because of his little insiders that he's got. So, good to know. Good to know. Yeah, it was cool. I was like, this little son of a bitch. I love it. I love it. Got a little inside scoop, so we'll be hearing all about that. That sounds good. Hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're back from Disney. Disney was fun. Yeah. Had a pretty good time there. I didn't get to meet any characters, which is disappointing. But that's because every time I went up to the line, they would always just have to go and get out of the heat. So that was kind of sad. Well, the line was kind of The lines were ridiculous, too. Yeah, the line thing was... I don't know. I mean, I've seen that before, but like... It was just different. It was. It was. Um... It was just weird. And then they'd like have them up places and we couldn't take a picture with them and stuff. Yeah, that's true. Because they like advertised that they'd be out and about. Yeah, there wasn't many. No, there was a couple. Like basically Woody. And that was it. You had Woody Chippendale, uh, Daisy. I saw Buzz once. Mm, that's right. Sully was inside. We were going to wait, but the long line was like 30 minutes. And then you just got kids screaming everywhere the whole time in line. I wasn't trying to do that. And then you had ah, Daisy. There was, wasn't a big line, but as soon as we got there, she was like, yep, she's going to go make pies. She'll be right back. Fucking making pies. That doesn't make sense. What the fuck do you mean? What pies are you going to make? That's ridiculous. So I didn't get any autographs, but I did have a really good time and uh, I ate a lot of donuts and uh, yeah, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's fine. Okay. Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, here he is. It's Never Clarky. mind. I think Clarky's here. It's Clarky. All right, let's bring on Clarky. Clarky. The, oh my god, what? Damn, is there he is. Hot as hell. I think that's just a picture. Ah, dude, that's him. He's no. just not moving. He's not moving. He just doesn't blink. He looks like he's in Britain. He's not blinking. Oh, no, he's muted. No. No, no, he's not. No. You guys I hear me? Yo, yeah, there he oh, is. Oh, yeah. Hey, buddy. What's up? Nothing. What's up with oh. you? There he is. Look at him. Oh, this I'm not in Britain. <laughs> not in Britain. <laughs> Contrary to reports. Damn. <laughs> my demise. Bro. I'm not in Britain. <laughs> well, ooh, what are you drinking? That looks chocolatey. Oh, no, it's just that cold brew. A little bit of milk in it. Oh, still looks good. Milk from the teeth? Not from, no. I don't have oh. any farm animals flounder. <laughs> well, no, I got, well, no. Occasionally I'm surrounded by a couple of donkeys, but not interested in that milk. No. <laughs> uh, so what's up, man? What have you been up to? Oh, you know, just enjoying just the wonderful life we all live on this planet thriving every minute yeah dreading the one after that yeah what do you uh, what have you been what have you been doing not in that order <laughs> well that's a depressing start yeah that was good there we go <laughs> let's get into it <laughs> what have you been into existential dread mostly yeah i really find myself well versed in uh, the impending doom coming for us all <laughs> fucking good value that but no, I've just been chilling, man. Nice. Nice. Hanging out. Good that shit. Sounds fun. How's school my... been? Oh, you know, a delight. My brain, <laughs> my brain, my brain just, it just grows exponentially every day. It's a you know, wonderful process. I, I feel about... so wise. <laughs> you should. I'm not talking I... potato chips. I thought about you on Monday. I was like, poor Clacky. Oh, we didn't have class this Monday because how oh, we didn't. Oh, what? Monday we did not. Yeah. Really? They actually canceled it for that. I know. Apparently now that's counted as a holiday. They don't cancel it for anything. Wow. That's in... maybe they probably thought guys have kids and stuff and they had a heart for a change. I hey. That must have know. been a coup or something. <laughs> change change the method of thinking in that office. I Good know. Lord. But yeah. So, yeah. How how's everything else going though? Everything good? You staying staying up? Oh yeah, staying yeah. just staying with it. Yeah. I two, I'll, I'll, oh, I get uh two years on Tuesday. Two years sober. Yeah, on Tuesday. Right on, man. Whoa. That's awesome. Happy congratulations, birthday. That's dude. Sick. That's dope. Thank you, dude. thank you. Yeah, that's the age, right? I'm counting man. right. Yeah. Did we have oh, yeah. you that's... on last time when you were at a year? No. I was at uh no I was at like I think I was either approaching or just hit a hundred days. At the okay, time. I knew it was yes. some sort of like mark. That feels yeah, like a, a great. I mean, it, it was a long time ago, but like that feels like a totally different like. Oh my god! Yeah. Like a totally different era. The fuck! Did we even talk about top five bangers? Oh, was it? Yeah, it was. It was a top five bangers. Was that, that before was we put we... the music in? Yeah, that was because we um. Yeah, that was when we found about Dog Hotel. Holy fuck. Because they were on Clocky's Bangers. Oh, yeah, they were. Yep. That's right. Mm-hmm. That was wow. our, I think that was their first 
song they put out too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We've uh we've kept it strong. This is four episodes now with people from Boston. Oh my god. Yeah, you gotta you gotta keep it you gotta keep it local. Yeah, that's all we're doing from now on. If you're not from Boston, you're screwed. Oh boy. It's like a Tinder <laughs> search. Everyone has to be within a ten mile radius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and coming um... on once again. <laughs> <laughs> For the fifth coming on, time in a row. coming on from around the around the bend because that's the only bend we go around. <laughs> We're just like NASCAR making lefts. Oh, the empty space five hundred. Yes. <laughs> you going to any shows, Clarky? Yeah, he is. I am indeed. I uh, we'll see you Saturday tomorrow. Well, Next, tomorrow is what? when this comes out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just got so scared. I know you were like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, the like, um, um... <laughs> the four years, yeah, the four years strong show on the twelfth with Knuckle Puck and You Fountain. That's gonna be real good, mm-hmm. I guess. According to Four Years Strong, that's replacing their holiday show, which kind of makes what? sense because that, that. I mean, yeah. it's it's it is kind of a bummer, but at the same time, I kind of get it because like they've been doing this has been a, like a longer tour. I feel like they've done for this time of year, and then yeah. I feel like they were gonna invite Knuckle Puck again anyway because they did for the last one, which was that was pro- that was one of the best show lineups I think I've seen in a while. That was a good one. But I got yeah, I got that show. Um, I forget who the headliner is, but I'm seeing Belmont the ninth of December, mm. and oh. then the week after that, I've got two back to back shows. Uh, on like a Thursday, Friday, the Thursday night, I'm going to see Counterparts for the first time, which is gonna be awesome. Um, yeah, well. And then the following day, I'm going to see this um, metal band from Liverpool called Loathe that I got really into. They're like, uh, they're kind of like all over the place. Like some of the stuff is really heavy, and then some of the stuff is like more like um, shoegazy type. Like even um, the head guy from Deftones was like giving them a pretty ringing, uh, good like ringing endorsement about their sound. He's like, mm-hmm. wow, they're like that sounds like Deftones. Like, and he wasn't even saying it like you know like oh they're copying us. He was like, no, like they they get it. So. They're pretty vibey. I'm looking forward to seeing those those bands too. So, oh shit, nice Who's... little nice little mix. It gets heavier as it goes. I feel like, but you know, yeah, is it, uh... <laughs> like, it's like the start of December. It's like kind of like calm, you know, like Belmont. A few little breakdowns here and there, and then, like the week before Christmas, it's like I'm just listening to people just like screaming to fifty people, and I'm just leaving covered in blood and sweat. Like happy holidays, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Who's opening for Belmont? No, it, Belmont's opening for like two. I think Almost they're like, like don't say J- pop, is like... it Jake Hill? I think so. Yes. Yeah, I think yep. Jake Hill is the headliner, and then I think like yeah, Belmont's like they're either the first or second opener. I think they're they're probably gonna get like an eight to ten song set, but I what figure I fuck? I missed them. I missed them last year. Yeah, in December when they came, and I was I kind of regretted that. So hopefully this time they come around. Hopefully <clears> the set list is good. What's the hype on Jake Hill, dude? Dude, I honestly I have like no clue about the other three acts. I was just I just saw Belmont in there and I was like, I'm going. Because Jake Hill, there's people at my work, young girls that are obsessed with this kid, and I I I don't I'm not really? gonna knock him. I don't know who he, he is really. He, I saw him the, at um. He's gaining a bit of a following. Yeah. I saw him at a. Uh, Riot Fest. Yeah. I didn't see watch him, but like he was there, and I know he was like, I know he's just big, uh, with the young that's crazy fellers. Because that's at what. Is that a paradise or is that a uh, Brighton Music Hall? I think it's Brighton. I believe uh, I th- it's either Brighton or oh, paradise. paradise. I think. Uh-huh. I think it's I Brighton. Wanna, 
I think it's Brighton. For whatever reason, I want to say Paradise, but I think it's Brighton. I was looking it up earlier. That's going to be sick. That makes me want to go just to go meet Belmont. Yeah, because they I mean, obviously, like, they're crazy talented, but they're, they're, they're really nice dudes as well. So uh, I met bright, them bright musical. like 2018 or 2019 or something like that, and they were super chill. That's dope. We're nice guys. And ta- obviously talented as hell. Oh, yeah. They just shared a video on um on Instagram of their recording, and like they shared like a breakdown, and it sounds f- ridiculous. Oh. oh yeah, I saw that on the socials. Yeah, that sounds really good. I I'm I'm still amazed to this day, honestly, that they're not bigger. bigger than they are. Yeah, I know. I feel like they got a little bit like I mean, well, I mean, you could say this for countless bands that the kind of the the pandemic sort of like wiped out like a tour cycle for them to really like get big and get a lot of people that were buying into them to see them live but at the same time like i just think their sound is so you know unique to a degree that it's oh yeah it blows my mind more people aren't like tapped into it i guess but you know it's people's taste for you to each their own (laughs) they will be yeah they'll figure it out (laughs) yeah no i remember now um jake hill i know who he is now i just had to listen to a snippet of jake hill he's got he's yeah he's definitely hip-hop influence for sure yeah, it's so weird. These bands are like going on tours with such it's such a diverse lineup. It is. It's, it's so, crazy. It's like one part of me really loves it, and the other part of me hates it. Because I love I, being the able to find and you hates it, but like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the guy who loves the scene so much is like, well, it might be good to like open new people to different stuff. I think but that's I mean, kind of a trend you're seeing like now, like over like the last year or so. It's like a lot of these bands that have like a unique influence. Like kind of how Belmont does with like the hip hop and stuff. Yeah, they're kind of like going along with or or bringing along either which way like these kind of acts. And I mean, it's kind of mm. good. We definitely get exposed to like a greater diversity of music at times, and get to like sometimes we you know sometimes it lands, we get really into it. Sometimes it doesn't, but it mm. is kind of nice to like just not be like oh it's the same, you know like three bands going on tour, four bands going on tour. Like it's nice to like actually see something different for a change. Yeah. Yeah, it can be good. Definitely. I, I, I feel like, you know, like you said, it kind of would get old to be like, all right, here comes Belmont, Knuckle Puck, and Real Friends again. Like, mm. but at the yeah, same this, time, this I'd is be like the six times since 2017 I've seen this lineup. Like, you know, there's only so much that can change, really. As much yeah. as I love going to see bands multiple times, there's only so much that can change with each viewing before you're like, oh, this is getting a bit repetitive. A bit that's their fault, but. A bit stuffy, yeah. That's <laughs> a good way of putting it. Well, shall we talk about the uh, elephant in the room then? Yeah. We, I think um, we should. Steve's gay. Well, that's not an elephant. That has nothing to do with an elephant. Yeah. I was told there would be an actual elephant. Now I'm kind of pissed. Yeah, we're not talking about my penis either. It's not much to talk about there. Exactly. Oh, but I'm... An elephant never forgets. Anyways, anyways, um, we got <laughs> Blink One Eighty Two, and we got obviously this came out like Speaking a month of ago. Speaking of elephants <laughs> and penises, we have Blink One Eighty Two. <laughs> it only makes sense. Uh, hey, Blink One Eighty Two's back. Original Tom DeLonge is back in Blink One Eighty Two. They released a new song called "Edging." It went fucking crazy. People exploded. Ticketmaster hates everybody. Uh, there's a lot to uncover here. I mean. I think we start with the the first thing, which is Tom coming back before we dig in anything else. Thoughts? 
Don't just nod. Go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I, well, I, I didn't know. Uh, listen, I don't you're know the, the guy. Order of this. No, no there's no the order. There's just we're don't, just. Don't, I was just. Oh, well, I I would say um yeah. Don't we'll look give, at me for I'll anything. My thoughts on, I'll, I'll, I was looking. Yeah, you know what? You're absolutely right. Because I was looking to you for an elephant, and look, I'm already disappointed. <laughs> so I might as well just carry the weight of this now, right? Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, obviously, like thrilled uh, that he's back. Um, it was kind of like rumored. For a little bit like very quietly rumored um i guess there were a few promoters in a couple of different cities that had like leaked it um mm-hmm. months before but no one had been really kind of taken seriously about it um but well, yeah, how many like... times has it happened oh yeah i mean you know? i feel like i feel like they you know back in 2015 when it all went down it felt like two months later they were gonna be like oh yes he was doing one show and then he's gonna tom's gonna decide to come back but you know obviously that break ended up being more extended but obviously yeah like super i think the the biggest takeaway that i would that i can get from all of this just in general before we get into like the finer points of it is given everything that they've all kind of gone through now over the last 10 years it's nice to just see the three of them on good terms there you go Mm -hmm. regardless of like the stand maybe the standard of the music or the standard of the live shows not that i'm saying i mean i really enjoy the song and i think the tour will be great but i think it's just kind of you know, for all of us in general, it's just kind of nice to see like these three dudes getting along again mm-hmm. and, and being willing to go out there and, uh, you know, take it all on because these are big shows. These are like substantial venues that they're taking on. So like if they bring the right energy to it, it is going to be like an all timer of a tour. Mm-hmm. I agree on that, man. And I think yeah. that, like going off what you said was like, um, yeah. Uh, you know, we could have lost Travis Barker years ago. We could have lost uh, Mark Hoppus to cancer. And these three guys are just smiling and happy. And you can genuinely see like the connection is back. And Tom and Mark are still connecting through like Mark's discord. And they're just like, it's good to see them genuinely happy because, you know, this could be a whole different story of, you know, Mark's funeral. Yeah, what could, well, like what could have been? Yeah. So in, in, with everything I know we'll get into and I know I'm piggybacking basically what you just said but it is beautiful to see that these three are making great memories and, and just enjoying life for what it is at the moment, no matter what they decide, you know, to do with the music. Yeah. I, uh, I think you also forgot that like we could have lost Tom to Bigfoot, Bigfoot could have ate him. Easy. Easy. So, or the aliens could have taken. Yeah. Him. So, you know, it's pretty crazy that, you know, the three of them have had, near-death experiences exactly i mean you know you had travis's thing then mark with his cancer and tom could have been beamed up and we'd never see him again yep so well no it's good to it's good to see them back it just feels right yeah and i'm kind of curious too because you know um like the last few records that they've had like you look at neighborhoods and how, you know, they even talked about during like the tour before it came out in 2011, they talked a lot about how, you know, there was a lot of like almost surprise when they listened back to what they had created and they were like, wow, this is like a pretty dark record. And, you know, all the influence of the past, you know, losing Jerry Finn and then what happened with Travis and then losing, you know, DJM during the tour and all that kind of stuff. And then you look at, you know, then they, that original three breaks up again. They get Skiba in. They kind of, in, in, my, in my personal opinion, go the super safe route with California. Mm-hmm. And then you get to nine. And 
you know, Mark had kind of talked about, you know, writing songs for that, how, you know, Matt and Travis went off and did other things after that, you know, the big California tour. And he kind of went into a bit of a depression and a lull. And that's where a lot of like influence for the songs on nine came from. Um, and, you know, now even you could even say that's probably still going to have some influence in the music now on top of what he's gone through with the cancer and on top of them reuniting uh, the pandemic, the overall just kind of climate of the world as it is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's definitely going to make for like, a, I think it's going to be super interesting record because I think it could go a lot of different ways. Um, not even just like in terms of being dark, but like what's going to be behind it, because obviously even compared to neighborhoods, I mean, neighborhoods, I mean, that was 11 years ago now. So they even have a much Jesus. different perspective on life than they did yeah. from that point, you know, and everything mm-hmm. they had gone through up to that point even was pretty crazy. So it's going to be really, really fascinating to see what they actually put out. Cause I think right now that they're all in a place to like, not just like lyrically, but like instrumentally put out some bangers. Cause yes. you know, Tom's put out some really good songs with angels the last couple of years. I think it's some of the stronger stuff he's done lately. I thought yeah. nine was like a great kind of like pseudo reflection of the self-titled record. Like they actually took some risks on that one. There were some low lows, but like there were a lot of high highs on that record. Like mm-hmm. there's like, there's room here to like have some kick-ass blink songs come out for like the first time in over a decade, which is like, that's, that's the other exciting part of it. Absolutely. Right. <clears throat> sure. Steve, I have... what, are your, what are your thoughts? Let's hear you. Well, you I got to take a leak real quick. Unfortunately, right. um, no, that's cool. We'll, you want we'll me to keep, keep recording it? All right. Yeah, yeah, we'll just cool. keep talking. Yeah, sorry. I just chugged the water bottle. My bad, guys. I'll no, be right back. You're good, I'll get my thoughts in a second. I don't want you to pee your pants. Yeah. So, like you said, you know, I'm super excited just because it's been, I mean, what, oh, almost 10 years since this original three has been together? Yeah, I think by the time they go on tour, it'll have been. When they break up, 15? 15, but I think the last... It was early 2015, but I think the last live show that they did was Reading 2014. So it's it's already been over eight years now. It'll be close to nine by the time they go back out on this uh, new tour. Holy crap. Yeah, that's that's crazy, because I saw them on that Neighborhoods tour with MCR. Great show. Yeah, in my opinion, MCR was better. That's just my opinion. But I don't know. I'm also not like a not a diehard Blink guy like you two are. So to me, I thought Nine was disappointing, to say the least. So that's why I wanted to get his input on what he thought of Nine. Yeah, I definitely, like you, de- definitely low lows, high highs on that. Record. Yeah, I thought California, like you said, was safe. But um, yeah, I'm excited to see what this what this looks like especially well we'll get into edging in a minute but i'm I'm excited to see this record it's always fun to get into some edging yes huh yeah Steve's no, back i'm back hello give us your thoughts on on this whole thing where you're uh, at with it. the album or like what do no you mean? no just like you know what what you think of like them getting back together getting back together and like what you thought of the stuff with skiba and yeah, I mean, for uh, shit, I just think I just think I'm so excited. I think what Clark yeah. said was perfect. Uh, I am just excited to. I think regardless of what the music sounds like, deep yeah. down inside, I'm just so excited to hear what they create at where they are in their life right now. And it seems the direction they're going, 
is going to be that goofy but serious, you know, toy page self-titled California style of like a, just a collaboration of all mm. their styles. Because I think that Mark and Tom obviously had the creative differences, but I think they found what works for them, which is what I also you know, I don't want to cut you off, but real quick, I also think that Mark probably learned a lot from Skiba in songwriting mm-hmm. because Skiba is such a good songwriter. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see that as well. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry to cut no, you I, off. I agreed. just wanted to throw that. Yeah. I just think that Tom and Mark found this kind of like deal between, you know, then commercial, like Mark always wants to make blink is kind of commercial and the music taste of Tom because like the new song, is kind of in that losing my mind stage of angels and airwaves. Um, and I feel like it's the only way to keep the relationship good between these two guys is to let them kind of have their creative differences combined like this. Um, and I think that is why I'm so excited for this album, because it seems like instead of being having the creative differences in kind of butting heads, like neighborhoods mm. was in like, even though I love that album, but you could just tell that you can hear it. You can hear it being recorded different places and not, it doesn't sound like the love that they gave. I feel like this time it's going to be that same thing, but they're going to be together doing it and mm-hmm. wanting to do it rather than like final fucking do this for you. Um, but I just think they found this great chemistry that they can do together. And instead of like hating it, they both respect it. So I, I'm very excited to see what they can build. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm just so static to see them happy. I, I think that showing us what they did with this edging song is giving us that like, you know, that humor that we look forward to, but it also is going to be like what Clarkie said is going to, is going to show like the darkness that they went through and the growth that they've overcame. I mean, shit, 11 years ago is a long time. Um, it is. These guys are, you know, getting old, you know, what are mm-hmm. they wasting their time on bullshit for? And, uh, creative differences, like Clarkie said, again, you nailed it. Tom has come a long way with, you know, Angels and Airwaves, his side projects, you know, making books, documentaries, working with the government, doing all this crazy shit. Mark's been allegedly doing, allegedly <laughs> Mark's been doing his stuff um, with Matt growing. I think, you know, I think for me, when Matt joined in nine in California, uh, I didn't look at those as Blink albums. Uh, for me, it was just so different. Uh, and so off the path of what I was used to that I just looked at it as a whole different band. So for me, it's exciting to see like, you know, after Neighborhoods, this is like the next album for me as a Blink-182 original Tom fan, I guess, so to speak. Yeah, and I, I don't know about you two, but I would not have been happy with a four piece. I think, uh, I, I think this. Oh, go you go ahead, Steve. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say I wouldn't have hated it. I just no, I wouldn't have hated it, but I wouldn't. Yeah. I would have been like, "That's kind of lazy." Like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know. Either do it know. or don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it'd be lazy. I could almost find it as like a respect thing for Matt if it was That's like, "Look, true. you know, That's let's true. just keep you in the background, do some fucking rhythm, and mm-hmm. we're gonna have the main front here." And you know, if you want to stay great, I mean, that could even have been a conversation they had. But I don't know. Matt and Tom seem to have some differences. I know they made their you know, statements online about leaving and coming back and how they kind of both respect each other. And if it wasn't for Matt, blah, 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 all this stuff, I'm sure we'll get into, but I don't know. I think it would have been, it would have been cool. It wouldn't have been the same oh, yeah. vibe in my like, Oh my God, they're back. But uh, I don't think it would have 
burn the bridge for me. I don't know. What do you think, Clarky? Uh, I th I think there's a couple different ways that you can look at it, honestly. Um, I think it would have been interesting to see as a four-piece um, just because of, you know, the creativity that the three of them can bring. And, you know, it's like, Steve, you were mentioning a couple minutes ago how about, you know, how they're in neighborhoods and stuff, there was kind of a disconnect between them recording in different places and you can kind of feel that it's almost a disjointed album. Like and I love neighborhoods. I it you know it's an album that I hold close to me because I had a lot of things going on personally in my life when it came out that I connected with through the songs. Um, but I do feel that you know that creative tension is sometimes a good thing. You know, like the self-title record is probably my favorite Blink record. I think it's like their strongest in a lot of aspects, and it's because there was sort of a creative tension. It pulled them in directions that I don't think they would have gone if they were just all being yes men with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, I do feel like with Matt, it would have been too clustered. Um, it definitely too many cooks worked. in the kitchen. Yeah, it would have just there, there would there's so much creativity there, and I feel like you know when when the tension works between Mark and Tom, that's when we get the strongest music, mm -hmm. honestly. And I feel like like I'll say this right, I do agree to an extent with you about this feeling like the next true Blink album in a, in a purest sense. But I do think it was nice to see in the course of the kind of quote-unquote Skiba era, the fact that, you know, they went from doing such a safe, um, you know, no, no risk-taking whatsoever album that was that ended up ultimately being bland as a result, like California did. And with Nine, at least, you know, again, it wasn't this great success and there were low lows on it and it, there was you know very drastic up and down but there were some really good moments because matt was allowed to express himself a bit more on that album you know I, like i look at a couple of different songs like black rain feels kind of like almost like if alkaline trio did like a stockholm syndrome type song in 2019 uh no hard to speak of is like probably one of my favorite songs off that album that's kind of a, a song where you know matt really got to just kind of take the reins on it um and I do think that the way that Tom came has come back now and the way that it's kind of been handled by Matt and Tom showing a great deal of respect for each other. And, and it does seem very genuine um, with the way that mm -hmm. they both worded it. Um, I think they were probably aware that, listen, you know, we can only have so many talking heads in this room before it kind of just goes static and we end up either making a completely discombobulated mess of an album or we end up taking far too long. And I think that's a kind of a critical thing for them right now. It's so good that they got a song out now. Yeah. They're doing something that they didn't do during the last reunion. And that's being proactive. Like, yeah, sure. They did a reunion tour right after they got back together, but it took almost two and a half years to put an album out to get yeah. any new music at all. Now, you know, we're getting a song we're seeing on social media that, you know, they're recording more stuff from you know things that i've read it sounds like the album is a good deal of the way like towards being completed that's what i said hopefully too. they'll have a second single out you know before uh you know in springtime maybe or maybe just after the new year would even be ideal to keep Dude, I, I think it's gonna be sooner than that yeah i mean i think this one yeah i think the sooner the better for them to keep the hype up because you saw like the wide appeal that it had with the reaction of them just even breaking the news that they were coming back and touring that like to keep it in people's minds, I think would be huge for them. Well, they're already teasing a second single. 
like yeah, on social great. media, which is like fucking amazing, dude. Like they're Wild. pushing the narrative of using social media to the point they should be using it, in my opinion, mm-hmm. as far as like promoting themselves and and pushing what you're saying. So yeah, I agree with you totally, dude. I mean shit. I feel like before <laughs> like the first reunion, there was like a lot of like false promises we were given. Um yeah. and a lot of it came from like Tom's side, but like now it feels like all three of them are kind of like get ready because like we're like we're be prepared. We've got shit coming your way. Yeah. And I think I think they I didn't see this side of Blink 11 years ago. You can this just feels right. This just feels like their true hearted stuff is about to come out. I mean, that's the vibe I'm getting. Yeah. And like 11 years ago, we didn't have social media the way we did now. We didn't use it to this extent. So we can see the insides for the most part of like what they're pushing. And, you know, that the three of them being together, you can tell if it's forced or not. I mean, it's uh it's an interesting thing man and we got you know we got tom DeLong saving the earth with dick jokes so well to piggyback off what you just said about like you can tell the the difference with it them being like more excited like i definitely could tell when i saw them on that tour that there was it was almost like it was forced because mm-hmm. i had seen them before that and it was like to- it was just a totally different vibe and I was like, yeah, this isn't like this, this. It just felt off. Like there just was it just wasn't the same because mm-hmm. I'd seen them, I think, two years prior to that or something. I'd seen them before the one before Neighborhoods came out. Yeah, the reunion tour. Yeah. And it was the like it, it was incredible. And then I saw them for that Neighborhoods tour with My Chemical Romance. And it was just like this just doesn't feel like yeah. they're they're fully into this right now. It was it was kind of like the honeymoon phase was over. Like it was musically a right. bit tighter. I feel like on the neighborhoods tour, but like I I agree, man. Like again, I thought it was like a fun show, but like at the same time, you could tell that like it was the, tension. The, the, yeah, the honeymoon phase was over, and I was kind of like, oh yeah, see, like we're doing the thing. Be happy, we're doing the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're dancing. Say dance, monkey dance. Like yeah, but I also think that. I mean, if if the Travis thing didn't open their eyes to like life being so short and precious, I think what Mark went through really opened them up. I think they were like, "Holy shit! Like, if we're gonna do it, we better just fucking do it and like bury the hatchet and fuck whatever we were arguing about. It's not that important, and just go for it." Mm-hmm. So, some I good mean, came out of it. You also had uh, Travis went to the hospital a few weeks That's before right. this, you know? Yeah. With his appendix, right? Yeah. So it's like, dude, what the fuck, bro? It's yeah. <laughs> um, it's like just you know, because it would have been a real shame if we never got that. Not, I mean, selfishly, if we never got this and one of them passed away. Yeah. So. Hey, maybe um, maybe there's like a conspiracy theory out there that the Kardashians are the reason this is happening. Don't give them that. <laughs> Don't you dare give them that. Kardashians just talking to tra- you. Got to make it work. No, you gotta make it happen. Don't you dare give them that. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, 2025, we have rumors that Travis Barker is now dating Pete Davidson. <laughs> yeah. How this Tra- happened and the weather at 630. Tra- Tra- and Tra- the weather. Travis Barker is addicted to crack and friggin' <laughs> dating Pete Davidson. <laughs> oh, man. Wouldn't that be something? Listen, with all respect to Travis, the man has tattooed the entirety of his head. Anything's possible. The yeah, entirety well, of his fucking body. I, sh- I really, I really hope the Kardashians don't break that man, like they have every other man they've been involved know. with. 
Don't say you don't know. Go look at that track record. No, 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 no. I'm saying I don't know what's going to happen with Travis Barker. Hopefully he's... I think he's good, man. I think he's yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, I thought Kanye was good, too, and then look what happened to him. Yeah, well, you know, it happens to Kanye. Lamar Odom was pretty good, too, and then what happened to him? Uh, you know, <laughs> they don't make music, so... Well, no, Kanye does. But, yeah, Kanye does. Maybe pop punk just saves the universe. Pop punk saves the Kardashians. Imagine. What a fairy tale story. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, six people that didn't need saving get saved. This is true. This is true. <laughs> this is true. Dick, jo- move- Dick joke. Save the Kardashians. Yeah, <laughs> a memoir presents. by Travis Barker. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, God. This forward by Tom DeLong and Tom's just drawn like a massive dick in like the front page of the book. It, it turns out it turns out Travis really wasn't mentally screwed by the Kardashians, but Tom was. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, all just, up. Tom just dives deeper into his aliens and Bigfoot. Oh my god. Oh boy. He accuses Mark of being Bigfoot, captures him. Jesus. Mark Yeti Hoppus. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, now that we, you know, we've given our thoughts on the reunion and stuff, let's hear the thoughts on the single. Go ahead, Clarky. You're the guest. You first. I, uh, oh, thank you. Um, I, I did enjoy it. Um, I, it's weird because like, so many people were like trying to like draw comparisons to how maybe not the song itself, but like how they felt about the song. Because like mm. when Up All Night came out, it was like, I remember like being in my car. Mm with the radio station on like waiting for it to play. Yeah. And then I remember with this song coming out, like obviously the excitement was still there, but like something felt different about it. Mm. And I think the song, like, I think the song is fun. Um, I think it's definitely like not in the California sense, but I think it's kind of like, Oh, let's go with like something that's more like a little bit more upbeat, a little bit goofy. Um, yeah. a little bit safe, like something that people are kind of going to be expecting from us. Um, and like a lot of people seem to be replaying it and enjoying it. Radio seems to have done pretty well on radio. Um, like people I know that like aren't super into like Blink or the scene like seem to enjoy it. Even like my uh, my younger brother, who's like he's like probably the farthest thing in the world from a Blink fan. Like he like messaged me out of the blue. He's like, "Hey, that new Blink song's pretty good." And I was like, "Who are you? And what have you done with my brother?" Like, <laughs> I thought the man. I thought the poor young man had been kidnapped. Someone had stolen his phone. But um, it's definitely like. I definitely enjoy it. I, I've got it in like my rotating playlist right now. I think it's catchy too, which is the big thing. Mm-hmm, they need to get something is. out there that's catchy, which is something that like I feel like Tom that's definitely brings. Tom finds yeah. like a nice, like kind of like almost like he calls it the formula. Lulla- I've, I've yeah, heard him like talk a, about it's al- it. It's almost like a lullaby formula type thing, but like like musically for adults or for mm-hmm. all ages, really, like to kind of get you into like a rhythm and that makes you enjoy the song. And I think they nailed it in that regard for sure. It's not, is it my like, in my top 10 of my favorite Blink songs? No, but it's definitely enjoyable. And I'm looking forward to hearing what it'll sound like live, too. Mm. Well said, bro. Yeah, I agree with that. 100% agree with that. Um, I mean, this single is like having your dad leave for cigarettes and uh, and milk. And when he comes home 20 years later, he brought you some of your favorite candies. So welcome home, Papa Tom. <laughs> so I think... That's kind of a weird... Uh, you you know? Know? <laughs> <laughs> We missed you. <laughs> but welcome back we i mean still waiting oh, on that milk though yeah, yeah no we're not getting minute. milk we're getting candy <laughs> Hang it's on. even better it's... than milk dude 
because <laughs> I feel like if if like you can probably I, I don't even I don't even know how I get into this because it, it's that's such a weird look <laughs> analogy to make. You're because, just throwing him off entirely. Oh, good. Like you, I'm like you've gone through that. Like what do you what do you mean? Like yeah, you yeah, would yeah. Not be, you would not be this excited if if your dad showed up and was like, "Guess what? I'm back with milk and cookies." You'd be if like, "My dad was Tom DeLonge." Yeah. Well, no. Sh- Look, bro, we're not taking this like serious to the nines oh, here. All right. Okay. Well, this is <laughs> this is Blink One Eighty Two. We're it's talking just about. a weird, just a weird analogy. Uh, I mean, that's all I'm no, out. I get just it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Anyways, my point being, I I, I first listened to the song, and I was like, "All right, like, okay, it's not bad, not bad." <laughs> okay. And then now I can't stop listening to it. And it's almost like the more I listen to it, the more blink I hear in it and the more like I'm loving it and finding the like the like the harmonies at the end, like the woos in the background, the la 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 is like the way they can form that into like what Clarky said, which is like um It's the Tom factor. Yeah, what was the word you used, Clarky? Um like the catchy. lullaby kind of rhythm? Yeah, oh, catchy, lullaby yeah. rhythm with the catchiness, but the catchiness not being too, like, mainstream radio bullshit. Like, it has that vibe, obviously. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, like there's not, like, a fucking guitar solo and shit, but Blink's not really known for that type of stuff. But it has the catchiness. It has, I'll say, Batch's word, the, the Tom factor. And then it has, like, the old Blink sound with the new Blink sound. It just, it's a nice, catchy, old-school new school slash blink 182 and it's just really cool it's a good vibe it's got the funniness in it i mean he talks about like you know fucking a girl in church as she's trying to pray it away like that's blink but you don't like if you don't listen to it you don't catch that like and i didn't catch that for a few times i listened to it and then i was like wait a minute what he just said is so fucking blink 182 and so tom that it's, it's like fuck a chick in a parking lot tried hard not to get caught back on blink 182 it's like that's the shit he throws in there, and it's like whoa, like that's blank. So like when I listen to that, it's awesome. And then their two voices are so well together, it's awesome. And I go, I'm I'm so glad Tom didn't get too ABA with it. Like obviously mm-hmm. he has his big influences, but like and you can hear it. But it's like it's almost like he put it to the side and was like, yeah, that's a part of who I am now. But I'm not gonna bring that into this. And it's almost like Mark did the same thing with like California, where he was like, yeah. A lot of like, you know, you know, I don't even know, like just that kind of radio sound to it that Mark brings. He got, he got shoutier, I feel like, in those. Yeah. Albums. You know what I'm saying? Almost, like he was trying to like throw his voice. It's almost like, like he, he doesn't have the voice for that. 100%, but it's almost like he listened to old school Shashire Cat and then had that interview with Parker Ken on No Pressure and was like, yeah, like this reminds me of the shit I should be doing because I love this shit. And it's like the two came together. And then Travis, I don't need to say anything about Travis Barker. He's just Travis Barker. Like, he just Hell kills yeah. it. it. And even on this, though, it's fucking sick. But, like, he turns any fucking easy drum set into, like, an unnecessary amount of fucking things that he does on the drums. Um, But, yeah, I loved it, dude. I'm, I'm very excited to see what the future holds. I absolutely love the music video. I think it's classic Blink. Uh, shit. I mean, there's so many things to talk about when it comes to this song. I mean, the, the name of it in general is just... Mm-hmm. That's fucking hilarious. The, the so on so on brand. It's just so great, dude. The it's just great, dude. It's just great. Uh, you know, it's just a completely different Blink One Eighty Two, but at the same time, it's the same Blink. It's very weird, and I, and I I I'm excited to see what this album brings because I really do think we're gonna see 
a different taste of what Blink-182 can bring to the table, you know? Mm -hmm. It was almost like when we got self-titled, we were like, what in the fuck is this Blink-182? Like, like this is not Buddha. This is not Cheshire. This isn't even Enema. This is like, a, like, this is new, but it fucking slaps. And I think we're about to see that with this. And we're going to be like, this is like completely different, but it's got that vibe. This is... This is the kind of feeling I got when anima, uh, um, self-title came out. I feel like that's what we're about to get. Something along those lines. So those are kind of my thoughts on it. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I um, I liked it. I didn't, I didn't love it. Um, the first couple times I listened to it, but it, it is, it's, it's catchy as hell. It's um, it's like that. You know, like you said, it's like this new this new thing, but also this old thing at the same time. Mm -hmm. And, um, like the, the first time I listened to it, I, I, I think I texted you both and I was like, this gives me like huge minority era green day vibes. Just like yeah, the way, it, you saying that, yeah. just like everything about like that song, like sounded so much like that. And it, that like, once I put that together, I was like, that's when I was like, I was like hooked. I was like, oh shit, like this is fucking. Because at first I was like, what the hell is this weird ass shit? And then I was like, listening to it more and I was like, where have I heard this before? Mm. Just like with the drums and the way the chorus is sung and everything. I was like, I, I like had to, I was like, this is, this is, this is like Green Day minority era. Like, cause that was like a different sound for them. But it was also like the same sound. So once like, you know, I put that together, I was like, this is like, they're going to be, this is going to be crazy. Like this album's going to be so fucking ridiculous. Like, I just feel like you got the perfect like match, like the perfect, um, I guess match is the word, but like mix is the word, the perfect mix of Tom and Mark on it. And it was like, that's exactly like, it's almost like they picked up right where self-titled left off and just were like, let's just go with like that because that's what worked. Mm. And it was cool. It was, it was cool. Like it wasn't the same old blank. It wasn't like they came out and tried to make a new anima because like, or a new toy patch. Cause like, let's be, you're never going to make that again. Like you can't catch that lightning in a bottle again. You just can't do it. Mm, true. So and they're different people now. You you, you can't right. force a vibe like that, uh, right. an overall feeling like that. Like this had the kind of that like goofiness and stuff, but it was also like, totally with the music. To yeah, like totally with the music. It definitely felt like like I listened to that and I feel like oh like if they made neighborhoods now, like I could feel like that being like a lead song. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah, it would it would totally fly with like the maybe not the full vibe of that record, but like if you threw it in the track list, you'd be like oh yeah, that makes sense. For sure. Logical step. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, I feel like bands sometimes get stuck in that where it's like, let's just make the same thing. Let's just make the same thing. I feel like, like, I love Mayday Parade. Like, Mayday Parade is awesome. Very consistent band, but you, like, you almost know exactly what you're going to get with Mayday Parade. There's not going to be very much like experimentation with it. You're not going to get like anything musically that changes. It's all going to be what it is. 
And I think that's a, I mean, like I said, I love Mayday Parade, but I think that's a safe route to go. It's worked out for them. But like, you know, I've heard people say it about both bands, Blink and Green Day, where they're like, you know, why doesn't Green Day just make another Dookie? Or like, why doesn't Blink just make another Enema? It's like, well, if it was that easy, everyone would fucking do it. Mm. You wouldn't have one album, like bands that just release one good album and then can't do it again. Because it's just not, that's not how it works. Like, can't you, can't, ch- you, could, you can't chase that and expect to hit that high again. No. Or, hit, or just hit that hit that feeling again. Like, even for yeah. like bands in the scene now, like you, like you just mentioned like Mayday Parade, like even bands I love and like have like have put out great album, good to great album since like Knucklepuck's never going to make Copacetic again. Wonder Years no. are never going to make Greatest Generation mm-hmm. again. You know, no. like that, that's never going to this... happen. But you hope that like the evolution you see, like like you were just saying, Nick, like there's no there's no like uncertainty, but it's like a fun uncertainty to not know what you're going to get with these yeah. albums sometimes. And when there's no risks taken, like, yeah, maybe it'll fall flat, but at least you like, you were like, I have an idea and it's going to be a little whack. But like, if we do it with, with all of our influence, it could end up being a banger. Right. And I mean, people, we're not going to go down this road, but like that one day his album, I haven't listened to it. I don't know if Steve has, I know you probably have clocky. But I've seen people that are like, this is album of the year, no question, no doubt about it. Like, they're like, this might be the best one of the years thing I've ever heard. That's what I've seen. I haven't listened to it. I don't have you listened to it, Steve? I haven't, but the new Wonder Years album? Yeah. I've listened to a majority of it, and I can't say that it's the best album because I haven't listened to a lot of their prior albums. Right, right. In full, but I can say coming from somebody who doesn't listen to the one years as regularly. Um, you it's my it? favorite album and okay. talking to my cousin who is the biggest Wonder Years fan I've ever known she is saying this is one of she's not saying it is but she's saying this is one of the best albums that the mm-hmm. Wonder Years has ever put out um, okay so See, so you know that's that's just it like you, you know you get these bands like you know it, it just makes me appreciate Blink like Green Day, Newfound Glory, like, like some 41, all these bands that have been doing it for 20 plus years and stuff that continue just like every album's just like something crazy. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people like when people sit there and bash it and say an album sucks or like whatever. I mean, we're, we're all guilty of it where we're like, yeah, you know what? Wasn't really huge on this one. Like, but at the same time, you got to sit there and respect the fact that they went in there and like, tried something different and made something new. Like they're still around, still making new music mm-hmm. and you know, not every band is going to be like, you know, it, it, it makes you appreciate green day blink, all those bands I've mentioned before to be able to do what they've done. And even stories, even story, like to look at what story's done and how story has like their sound from, under soil and dirt to proper dose is like a complete 180. But I'd mm-hmm. say people would argue that proper dose is their best record. And I've heard people, people have come on here and said that their favorite story so far record is the newest one. Mm-hmm. And it's like, not many bands get that where people, thing- go ahead. Sorry. I think no, the no. thing too is like, 
you know, these bands have longevity. Mm. And like, like you're just saying with story, like, you know, 180 is a, a fair way of putting it. But, you know, I think the thing, the main thing as well is that, you know, they have a baseline to where the sound is coming from and kind of like some of the structural parts like are going to stay the same. Maybe mm. not in the sense of like, oh, like the guitars are going to sound exactly the same or the vocals are going to be talking about the same topics or, you know, the drums are going to have different, you know, s- strong points and softer points. But what it comes down to is they don't have to reinvent the wheel. They just right. have to, they just have to, you know, tweak it, turn. Yeah. They just have to throw a little extra thing in there or maybe even pull something back in some regards. And, you know, you get a totally, f- again, not reinventing the wheel, but you get a fresh sound. Like when, mm-hmm. when, 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 you know, the self-titled album came up for Blink, it was a totally fresh sound because, right. you know, they, they decided to change, you know, like not much of the subject matter in terms of like the actual lyrics and stuff in that album like changed changed a great deal yeah but like the way they set the album up to make sure that every song flowed into the next song that you know they they you know like you take feeling this which is like a great introduction to like this new kind of balance then you go into obvious and it's like you know they go with the baritone guitar they go a little bit heavier now you're kind of getting you know you're you're tweaking a little bit there then you go to i miss you and it's pretty much all acoustic and it's you know you go you're going into something different and then you go into like that you know that strong kind of like heavier core where you get violence in stockholm and then you go to mm-hmm. down you get a little more somber and then mm-hmm. boom you get fallen interlude travis gets to throw a little something in there and it's kind of like a nice little breakup as you go into that latter part of the album like they have moments <laughs> where they figure out even within the album how to kind right. of be like you know you're not sitting there like okay this song's good this song's good i feel like i've just heard the same song last four songs like very often you don't get that that's what makes no. it work yeah. and that's what that's what makes their those kinds of bands strongest albums work like that's why american idiot works with green day mm-hmm. you know like <laughs> holiday isn't the same to boulevard isn't the same to you know you know what's other her songs name the same, yeah. yeah yeah or like as extraordinary girl is to like letter bomb you know like th- there's mm-hmm. there's changes there that are drastic enough where you're like this is still green day but now it's something completely like different than what i just heard like like i know it's the same band i can feel it i can like feel it through my ears and through what i'm processing but like at the same time they've done something unique here and it's cool because because that was like you had said with blink where like the lyrical content wasn't really that different but musically it was different like american idiot was musically it was the same lyrically it was a little different where like they came out and they were very um very political which was like whoa what the hell is this like and i think that's why a lot of people love that and then you had self-titled that was just like everything you had described it as it was it, it was it's just crazy like even think about like uh one of my favorite uh blink songs like here's your letter like maybe it's not like mm. maybe that song doesn't like <laughs> jump out to people but like mm-hmm. If you just like sit there and listen to that song, it's like, oh, like this feels like a very like Mark led, like, you know, like mm-hmm. almost like a um heavier version of like a Josie or an online song. And it's kind of, you know, you've you've taken a few parts and put them in different places and made some overemphasize the others, but like you can take that song and you're like, Oh yeah, that's a that's a Mark Hoppus led blink song. Like it just it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right. It's different, but it makes sense. That's the key mm-hmm. thing. You don't wanna you don't wanna go so crazy that like so you're unrecognizable. 
Mm-hmm. Right. If you're completely unrecognizable, then it, none of it feels like it makes then sense. Then you turn into all-time low. Yeah, but like even some bands have done that and uh, that I do still like, but like it's kind of like tempered what I hope to hear from them. Like yeah, Turnover, yeah, yeah. Citizen, like some of those guys, right, like right, right, right. they went like different routes. And I'm like, that's still, it, it still feels like your band. But it's not but, your band. It's but weird. It's like, it, but it's also like, it's, you know, because again, you can't make the same album over and over. You're not going to make youth over and over. Like, no, no, no. Definitely that's not. like that's it's not impossible. sustainable yeah no you can't you, you you grow up and you change but like again like it's just like when it feels like it's completely different it's like now i can't fully connect to a degree you know what i mean and that's just me speaking individually but like no, I, I feel sure. like i feel like overall like there are people that feel that way about a lot of bands and some people just completely disconnect i know people that are blink fans that like hate everything after enema mm-hmm. it's like Oof. like and and like i can't relate to that at all but like i'm like oh i get it like you know everyone finds like that little that little bubble of or era they like yeah, that the they band, like the and then most, they kind yeah. of they're kind of like oh I, i'm gonna disregard everything else which is their right to but right right there's again, a lot of people that that do that with green day where they're like yeah. anything after american idiot sucks but imagine so, being well, around long enough as a band that you have multiple errors bubbles or eras that people can fall in love with like that's where the well that's why where your original point comes from that's why it's so yeah, strong right yeah Exactly. Like, yeah, different generations can jump in and, and fall in love with it. Like now, we're gonna get so many people now. They're like in like, you know, they're like late thirties, early forties, and shit, and they're gonna be like taking their kids to shows, or like their kids are gonna be teenagers going to shows. I'm like, oh, yeah. this is gonna be like their enema or self titled or you know whatever they want to take away from it, like as their influence. Mm-hmm. And they're this is gonna be their favorite era of it. And some yeah. of us might go, really, this is your favorite era, blank. Like I, I prefer this, but like, the, again, the fact that they can even have that. That's what I'm yeah. And I'm, that's the magic that bands like Blink and Green Day can bring to, you know, the next generations of gen I mean shit, 11 years mm. ago Tom DeLonge wasn't with the band and kids Wild. fucked with uh Blink 182 with Matt Skiba and found that new people probably fucked with Blink 182 without Tom because Matt Skiba and they liked that style of Blink 182 and then you got mm-hmm. people who have never listened to Blink 182 that are now listening to it because everyone else is hyping this up because edging came out and then you got old people like us and even the older people above us in their late 30s that are like oh yeah this is the shashire cat buddha i like dude it's just crazy that we have like 35 years of like generations of just just people (laughs) for all these bands like we are so spoiled yet we're complaining that you know about the stupidest things because people always have something to complain oh well tom's back it's not the same matt left this isn't stupid it's like there's always something you wanted tom to belong back for 11 years one song comes out and you're judging the whole thing based off this like we've learned that lesson hard (laughs) it's it's that line and it's crazy when you think about that too like they're doing this in a field that's like like obviously it's hard in like film and and tv and stuff as well but like in music i feel like it's like stupid hard especially with Mm. the fact that you know they kind of helped carry the the come up for this type of music. Then it completely faded away. Then it had a brief renaissance, but like throughout the whole time, they've stayed relevant. You know what I mean? Like it's and like like Steve, you were just saying like this like you know thirty five years like gap for some of these people that are like yeah. you know like involved. Like how many things can say that? Like Star Wars, like yeah, like, yeah, things see? that have lasted like decades long. You know what I mean? And yeah. everyone, again, like same thing. Everyone has their own little bubble of uh of things that they you know care for and don't care for but like imagine like being able to say that like oh yeah i made a band about dick jokes and it's lasted like <laughs> 30 years and it's yeah. like we have we have eras 
I'm gonna be like, what the fuck you mean you have errors? <laughs> like, we have errors. You don't even yeah. know. Like, look at our Wikipedia. It's crazy. Oh, yes, list. Like, you can see it with like me and you, Clocky. Like, we've talked about Green Day, where like my era of Green Day was Dookie and Insomniac and Warning. And then you were like, you were like, yeah, those are good. My era was American Idiot, though. And it's yeah. like, that's when you got, it's like, it's just crazy. I was like, that's like, when you said, I was like, that's so fucking crazy. Like same band, but like different at the same time. Yeah. And it's like, it comes from like a totally different, like dynamic of it. Like, and again, then, like you were saying, like the kind of like politically tilted, like super, super mainstream type of appeal, like some of that album had and shit. And like compared yeah. to kind of that, like almost like, I mean, now it's obviously we've gone like, nearly like 20 years again since then but like that middle era at the time of like insomniac nimrod like that kind of yeah time period it's crazy that like we can that's, all like pick that's 25 years moments. old that's so fucking wild dude like jesus nimrod 25 years like two weeks ago it's fucking Link wild. self-titled is gonna be 20 years old next year mm-hmm. i know an american idiot i was 11 be... when that came out and now wild. i'm ancient <laughs> <laughs> Like an American idiot's gonna be twenty, right? Yeah, 20, yeah. They'll be twenty. They'll be twenty year after. Yeah. Oh my god, that's crazy. Yeah, they need to do a big blank Green Day. If if you're listening, and I you know you are, big, contract to pop belief. I know that they're listening. I want I want anniversary <laughs> tours. God damn it. Together, albums in a... full, bonus tracks. But yeah, <laughs> pop disaster tour two point and don't disappoint me. There better be an elephant on that stage. If yeah. Nick can't give me an elephant, I want an elephant from the band. They have the budget. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's it just it's so wild to like, like think of that. And I've heard, you know, similar to what you guys said about like how Blink, like a band that just started out making dick jokes, like, and I know I've heard Billy Joe say it a few times on Green Day tours. He's like. We started this band and we named it after just smoking weed all day. And we've been around for almost 40 years now. Like, it's just friggin' wild. It is crazy. You don't, you don't get that type of longevity and stuff. And like, I feel like a lot of the bands that like my dad listened to is like the, was like the last era of like that. And now this is our era of that where like, you know, now Green Day and Blink are like classic rock. Mm-hmm. Which is that weird really to think about. Feel, yeah, that made me feel old. Classic rock. Jeez, you sent a shiver down my spine when you said that. You know, but it's, it's like that's how long these bands have been around. And like, and then you I'm sit saying. there and you got like copacetic 10-year anniversaries. And like, I went and saw the We The Kings self-titled 10th anniversary tour. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, that was ten, like, it's just... It's just friggin' insane how, like, old this shit is and, like, how, you know, you look at bands like, uh, I'll just, like, We The Kings, where, like, they had, like, this sick little run and the biggest they got was selling out the House of Blues. And then I saw them at the Brighton Music Hall for that 10th anniversary tour. And I was like, it just puts it in perspective, like the blinks and all these, uh, how like crazy it is that they're still selling out arenas, mm. like everywhere and they like, go. You know, it's like crazy too. I was thinking about this the other day, like, and like, 
maybe not like in five years time, but like 10, 15, 20 years time, like Anima, Dookie, American Idiot, so like all that stuff is going to be like super old, right? And it's going to be like, like, like the generation after us and even the one after that are going to look back and it's going to be like, oh, like, you know, like the, like back in that era, like the late 90s, early 2000s, like, you know, summertime fun pop pump. Like people are gonna like look at that era, like the way that like when we were kids growing up, like people looked at like Guns and Roses the beach, and... or like the Beach Boys era. You know what I mean? Just oh, like yeah, good yeah, time, yeah. Don't kind do of you know bouncing Clarky. around. <laughs> I gotta think about that. Like, <laughs> like listen, I'm the, sorry the to album, get very meta on you, but the album that like truth that like I just when you said that the album that popped in my head was Ocean Avenue. Like that's that's like the record that's like summertime like super fun like yay like you know <clears throat> and i feel like all those records are going to be looked at the same way that we like looked at appetite for destruction or like back in black or like girls 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 by motley crew like oh yeah you know it's... or like you know probably the way because i know steve wasn't really into that but like the way steve looks at like bad brains records or like black flag records or something like that's like classic shit that like you don't like that's why i know my bank account hates it but like that's why i buy all these all these presses of like stories so far records because i'm like in like 20 years from now when like some little kids like oh my god you have that i can be like yeah i'll give it to you for six thousand dollars <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not doing that but like it, it's just freaking wild the way it, it's like I, I feel like it kind of gets like lost in in the shuffle of like how legendary like and like how sick it is that like tom's back yeah because it's like we you know we're so like Especially like the time we live in now, like everything's so like in the moment, you know. Everything's yeah, yeah, twenty four yeah. hour news cycle. We hear about shit the minute it comes out. Like ten minutes later, it's every place imaginable. Like we're always like on to like the next, the next thing. new thing, the next new yeah. thing. What's this? What's that? And When's that? It's happening? like it's crazy when you think about like like think of like the whole last like ten minutes of conversation we've talked about, and it's all a byproduct of like one dude getting back with two other guys mm -hmm. and playing music with them right. again. Yeah, it's wild. And like, like the that. widespread influence that has. It's insane. It's also the... Now, the... It'd, be, it'd be really nice if you didn't have to sell a limb to go see him, but... Oh, Jesus, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a whole other thing. That's a... Yeah. That's a shit show. Yeah. Uh, Ticketmaster well, overlords. Yeah, what did you just post today, Batch, about Ticketmaster? What was the fact on that? Ticketmaster uh, made 78% of each ticket that was sold I'll, something? I'll look it up. Go with what you were going to say, and I'll find it. I was you just going to say, say something. I was just going to say it's the way social media has made our minds and have given us the addictive behavior of wanting more consistently. I mean, no one. Yeah, I don't know anybody that scrolls through social media slowly. No, you know? it's like if it's not going to catch your eye in 10 seconds, it's gone. It's exactly. like if this doesn't interest me in 10 seconds, I'm uh, I'm done. And like, then it's like yeah. when it's a shitty way... byproduct of it. It is, and really it's, it's also a shitty byproduct of the way that music is heard and dissected. And if you go back to the, and I'm not saying that like what we did as kids was the right way, because you're gonna have right. old heads say the same thing about records. But what I'm about to say is very similar to that, which is you used to have to wait for a CD to drop. 
And when you got yeah. that CD, you had to go to the store to buy that CD. Right. You Everything went the day it came out. Exactly. And then you would listen to it over and over and over on your Walkman or in your car, mm -hmm. in your CD mm -hmm. player. And now it's you get a single, which is the new way to drop albums. You drop four singles. or five singles and then you drop the yeah. album. And it's like we are just in a constant need of that grab. And it's it's and a it's sad thing because I feel like we could connect more with the music if if it was the other way. But at the same time, there are a lot of benefits from getting a single dropped. Um, I'm, I'm going off rails here with a little bit, but my point is the social media and the need of like wanting it now is we get this single and then it's like, okay, what's next? That's yeah. So, well, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's even, we've done it even here, like speculating when the next one's going to come out. And it's like, oh, yeah. it's been like, it's not even been a month since we got right. this song, you know? And it's not good. And enough. it sucks. <laughs> yeah. I wanted seven of them. <laughs> nah. And like um, we've we've talked to bands on here. I think it was Ruth Crest that mm -hmm. were like, yo, no one like drops EPs anymore. It's mm -hmm. just like you drop four singles and call it an EP. Mm -hmm. And you drop four music videos with them and that's it. Mm -hmm. And like that's how it goes now. Whereas before it was like you had to go to a warp tour and get like that knuckle puck EP. Mm -hmm. Like that's how you found bands. Like you didn't have this like TikTok or like this Instagram real stuff where like you could you know a band plays like a little snippet of it and you're like hmm that was pretty good yeah. and then you go find it. It the thing is too like it's not even like like two two points that I I just want to make quickly on it like yeah like like you were saying just then Nick about like you know going to Warp Tour and getting you know picking up that band's you know new CD if it's not out yet or you know. Or even like Steve, you were saying with like how like singles now everyone just pretty much drops nearly the entirety of an album in singles now by the time the record even comes out. You know, like we don't actually get to we don't give ourselves the time to like sit there and just like fully process something. Mm -hmm. Like a song will come out or a show will come out or a movie will come out. Like a movie can come out on a Friday and everyone's already discussing whether the ending is good or bad by the Friday night. Right. And most yeah. people haven't even seen it yet. And it's like already it's already it's already been decided by like damn near tomatoes or that it's like not like good. even just in general on social media, like you know, oh well, you know, like this movie came out, yeah, it's garbage. Why is it garbage? Well, fifteen people have taken, you know, like one quote that somebody has put out from going to see the movie, which they might not have even seen yet, and they can make a fifteen minute YouTube video saying why it's bad. They slap right. it out there and everyone reads that. And it's the same for you know for TV shows and for music, like think, think about like, I, I saw something recently about like, uh, I forget. And I honestly forgot what movie it was, but they were saying how it was going to be like nearly a three hour long movie. So, and people were like in an uproar about it. It's like, what if that movie is like fucking unreal? Like, what if like you come out of that and you're like, that's the best three hours I've spent in months. Like, enjoying so they anything. wouldn't, they wouldn't like, people, like Leonardo people DiCaprio just, then. Because yeah, like but, every Leo yeah. movie is like four hours long, <laughs> but like th but like think about things that like are like like Lord, all the Lord of the Rings movies are long as shit, but they're right. phenomenal. But like again, that's like I mean to a degree that's an exception because that's like a universally accepted thing that they're rad. But like people won't like everything is like we need like I was even instant know, I gratification. Off, I, I won't instant like yeah, and I won't go off on too much of a tangent, but like just like briefly like even with like a. Uh, the Star Wars show out right now, Andor. Like, 
There's no like big cameos in it. There's no lightsaber fights. It's literally just about like people struggling against something and starting to form something. And it's unreal. It's some like the best TV I've watched in ages. And people are like, oh, well, nobody who who showed up in it. Did anyone show up in it? Is there a cameo? Like we're like so like programs. We need, want we, need that. we need like the big ending battle, the big reveal, the big thing. And it's like, fuck, man, right. like, look, look what's like right in front of you now. And yeah. like, take that. You know what I mean? That's why we don't like. Uh, I used to see it all the time when I was on uh, this blink forum, like we people would get into like these huge, like 40 page, like debates about like set lists for tours. And they'd be like, oh, you know, we want the deep cuts, but people are going to want the singles like, you know, like we want here's your letter and online songs and this. But people want, you know, all the small things and first date and everything. But you know, like that's like. Like, obviously, like there's a commercial influence to that, too, but like people only get like exposure to like the singles. Like, like, like you said, Steve, that's why people push it out that way. Cause that's, that's why those people are going to come and see the show. Cause they're going to go like, you know, like they're going to know edging. And if the album comes out before the tour, they're like, they might only know edging and like another single. And they'll be like, I can't wait to hear these two songs. And we can be like, yeah, but there's like this other really rad song that's on the record. That's kind of like a little bit buried in there. But like, if you go and look at it, it's rad. But like, they're like, oh no, no. I like, I just heard this and I've already heard this and I like this. And they don't I like, feel like people don't want to take the time to like, I don't know, no. just take shit in, you know? You, you don't get... I got... I got to see Green Day play at the House of Blues, and they pretty much played, like, mostly deep cuts and, like, obviously, like, the big ones. But, like, if you're going to play a stadium, like, you got to think, you're not playing to 70,000 diehard fans. You're playing to, like maybe 15,000 diehard fans and the rest of them only know your hits. So you got to play the hits. Like you play a couple deep cuts or like a couple old ones, but you don't play like, you know, you're not going to sit there and play enema front to back at an arena. That's why they do those at the small shows because they know like that's what people are there for. And to go back to Steve's point about the Ticketmaster thing, uh, Ticketmaster and Live Nation report record quarterly earnings of $6.2 billion fueled by an all-time high in combined ticket and fee charges. Ticketmaster fees now cost as much as 78% of a ticket. That's so if good. your ticket costs 100 bucks, you're paying 78 bucks in fees. Is that right? Is my math right? Yeah, that's right. Based, based on that, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so... Figure if you're like the blink tickets cost X, they cost two hundred. You're paying an extra hundred and fifty bucks basically in in fees just to Ticketmaster. Like that's that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I know we've all talked about it individually with like you know the ticket prices are insane, and it's like I don't blame the band for that. You think you think Tom, Mark, and Travis want to sit there and charge people friggin' six hundred bucks? You think they like Mark, seeing that? Mark tried to buy tickets the day they went on general right. sale, and he, even he yeah. couldn't get fucking tickets. So he's right. seen it firsthand how difficult it is to even just obtain them. Never mind the cost of them. Yeah, and, like putting your yeah. hand in a fucking a fish tank full of piranhas. And it's not like they can go with like some small ticket. Um, I don't even know what you call them. 
ticket vendor, like a ticket I guess. Distributor, yeah, like yeah, service. because you won't get the same promotion you'll get from Ticketmaster or Live Nation or someone like that. And they've got the monopoly on all the venues now, pretty much. Yeah, like, it's, like it's it's too bad. Like, but I don't blame Blink for that. We can get into that now. Uh, Steve, why don't you give your thoughts on it? Well, I wanted to make one more point. Oh, go on, ahead. Uh, yeah. Do what think? we were just previously talking about. Um, no, we moved as, on. Too as late. far as <laughs> as far as uh, you know, how social media and you know singles. I just wanted to. One last point was, you know, the to switch it a little bit. You know, obviously bands have to get with the times, and, mm-hmm. and they have to like adapt to what they're surrounded by. Um, and there's always good and bad in every situation. You know, you don't want to wait outside a store for three months just to wait for your album and then get the whole thing. And then I think what I'm trying to say is when we back in the day, when we would get a whole album, there was maybe one single that came out, maybe, you know, we, yes, I think Clarky's spot on. We could dissect it. We can become personal with it. And every song could be like attached to us, but they've made it now with, you know, the internet. And with bands and how singles are the new way of doing it, um, I understand it from a business standpoint where it's mm-hmm. okay. We're gonna drop one song every three months till we drop this album. Now each song is gonna get dissected and ripped apart like a movie, like we were just talking about. Yeah. But they're also gonna get a million views, which is also gonna help them out, spread the awareness. You're gonna get TikTok viral videos. You're gonna get music used for you know small little things. So now that one song, instead of getting, you know. Two hundred thousand. Two hundred thousand off that CD is now going to get a million per song, and then the ones that are really good are going to get five billion in views. That right. is going to give them revenue, which is also going to give them an outlook. I mean, some of these bands that we know of, uh, I mean, we saw we saw it with Captains, yeah, and some of these bands that we know of were from you know social media and the way they were pushed out, and I'm sure that got dropped in us, like like the Youth Fountains and the you know. Magnolia Park's uh, a big pilot. one. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like those, these are the there are good and there are bad. So I just wanted to mention that because like I'm with every, we're all on the same page. Obviously, it's just like it's just crazy. Is more or less what I was trying to end it with was just like that. Like yeah, I understand why bands kind of have to now because you can't really like all right. Let's just say Macari was going to drop an album. If they don't use social media, they're selling twelve albums. Like Correct. <laughs> like Correct. they're not going to get shit. And that one song that's really good is going to get forty k streams instead of a million. So. It's it's just getting with the times, but it, I do miss the nostalgic feeling of getting an album and dissecting it the, the all at once. Yeah, yeah. But that was my final thoughts on uh, on that. I didn't want to go too far in it. No, no, um, it's cool. Man. No, it's a, that's no, it's a totally f- fair point. It's a good way to kind of sum it up, really. Yeah, in terms so, of like the way they have to play to the system, uh, th- that's where their success, you know, rests well, with them, exactly. whether they like it or not. And I know we talked to John James Ryan about this with Keep Flying, and he was saying the same thing, which was just like, you know, you just got to do it. It's just the way it works now, you know. And and I just found that interesting, man. It's it, but it's it's finding a way that works, and it's going back to the Ticketmaster thing. Um, holy fuck! Yeah. Oh, I don't have words, bro. <laughs> holy fuck! That's it's that's wild, dude. Fucking the whole. Con- I think I if okay. Here's two thoughts, and tell me what you guys think. There's two mm-hmm. thoughts. One. It's gonna, it's gonna stick, it's gonna stick the same like this, like inflation shit. Like it's just gonna get worse, or it's gonna stay like this, where it's like, this is just the new normal, essentially. Or 
like when Netflix came out and Redbox came out, something new is going to come out where it's a collaboration for us to be able to figure out no one's going to use these anymore. And other artists are going to start using these newer programming to right. then get us uh, the right ticket. There's going to be a robotic way that they can't fucking do it. Like they have to go through this system in order to get our tickets. And I think the only way that's going to happen because big venues like the TD Garden – you know, Madison Square Garden, they're obviously going to be like, cool, we're going to use these bigger platforms because fuck yeah, we're making more money. Woohoo. But I think the only other way I see it happening, and I'd like to hear your thoughts on this, is if these bands come together and when they decide to do a tour, instead of going with Ticketmaster, TD Garden, they go, okay, fuck that place. You have to either take us and use, uh, let's just make up a website name, what blank website name. That's the only way we're going to do this. And there's only... There, there's they figured out some sort of security system where like it wouldn't happen. Well, that, I've seen I don't I've know. seen Green Day do it where you like to get into the House of Blues show, you had to show ID that matched the person who bought the ticket. Mm-hmm. And I've seen Billy do that for side projects and shit. I've seen other bands like yeah, I think a Lost for Words did it where yeah, like you that. had to. You had to show your ID to be the one that bought. So you couldn't like that doesn't necessarily take away from Ticketmaster making a bunch of money. Yeah. But it takes away from like the tickets don't get out of control because you don't have someone like say Clarky was on there right place, right time, happened to get four tickets. Mm-hmm. He knows that there's four people who that like, you know, he's only got two people who want to go, but he could sell two tickets and mm-hmm. make two grand on those tickets. Now right. that takes that away because now clock he's stuck with four because he's either gonna meet those people and show them the ID to get in with them. Yeah. And or you know, he just he's stuck with four tickets now. Yeah, I feel like that's the best I mean, that would be a way like let's say there's a website called realtickets.com. And that's I think there the, is. All right. Well, I'm sure real <laughs> no, tickets you know they what don't I'm saying? sponsor like, us, they're not let's just Let's not, just use, how about this? Not fake tickets. Not fake tickets.com. Let's just use that, right? And then yeah. the only way to get the tickets is you can only buy one ticket under your name. And then right. any ticket that you buy extra has to have a name under it. And then that license and that person has to be there to show proper identification. So, like you just said, Clark, he's either stuck with four tickets because his friends, he didn't sell, give him enough, or me, you, uh, Alyssa. We all have to go, but we have to bring our identification with Clarky's secondhand name on it as well. I mean, yeah. yeah, is it a pain in the ass? But at least the tickets won't be eight grand. I don't know. Correct. Just a thought. No, no, you're right, man. Like I could do that with my um, when we were young tickets. Mm, true. I-, I could go on there right now and put them up for three grand and probably sell them. Oh yeah, someone would. I mean, I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna. I don't think I'm gonna go. Um. Well, but if you don't, you should sell them. Yeah, but then I'm stuck with them. If I don't sell them, that's the problem. Or I could just get rid of them and be out. Nothing. The $20 pre-sale thing I paid for. Oh, oh, okay. My bad. Yep, I forgot. So, that. I thought you already paid like the whatever amount it was. No, not yet. Yeah, no, I if got... you're not going, then fuck that. Yeah, just be out the 20 bucks. Yeah. Um. I don't know. What's, what's still there? But like... You know, it's like that. Like, I could be a scumbag and go on there and put them up for 2500 a piece mm-hmm. and then make whatever money I make on them. But, like, there's, there's plenty of people who think like that. 
For sure. And I guarantee you, if we Googled Blink-182 tickets for the garden, I guarantee you this is something over two grand. I'll fucking do it right now. Um, that's what I'm doing right this second. <laughs> crazy, crazy, I mean, crazy. Thoughts, Clarky? Go ahead, Clarky. I think, like, the, this is, this is going to be kind of like an indirect answer to the kind of the question you posed, Steve. But, like, I feel... I feel like this is... It's not going to be sustainable to have shows cost this much. Um, luckily, a lot of the bands that, like, the three of us follow are kind of in the same financial position as a lot of us are. Mm. So they're kind of cognizant Holy of the fact shit, that, like, we can't make boys. it, like, NASA shuttle prices for tickets. I gotta cut you off one yeah, second, no, dude. Do do tell because I'm, so I'm the, interested to hear what the cost is. The lowest ticket for the balcony row fifteen. This is up against the wall. Is two hundred and fifty bucks a piece. So, add the fees you're you're paying over five hundred bucks a ticket. Fucking hell! The most expensive ticket. Anyone want to take a guess at how much the most expensive ticket is? Mm, Six eighty three. <laughs> Clocky, I'm gonna say eleven hundred. Eighty nine hundred dollars. What? No, somebody had to put a, a zero in the wrong place or some shit. I, it says price per ticket, and the furthest you can go is eighty nine oh six. Plus, what, you get to drive the fucking bus to the next venue for him. I Jesus. don't know. I just hit the pit, and the cheapest ticket in the pit is. 800 bucks and the highest ticket for two, this is for two is uh 2600 even the ones that are like obstructed view limited or obstructed view is 306 bucks that's in the balcony that's like almost behind the stage nice that's yeah like what the fuck? Like, that's, and then you gotta add the outrageous. fees to that. That's without the fees. Like, mm. that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's yeah, that's not even with all that thrown in as well. That is. Yeah, I insane. got my I got my blink tickets pretty much when they dropped. Um, well, I didn't get them. My friend did it. Um, my friend Ricky and Nick, I guess, just pulled the trigger. It was, but he got a good deal on it. I mean, good. I say good for what we just talked about. He got $240 per ticket. That's with fees included. And that is um, loge seats. Jesus. I mean, it's good. It's good within the the scope of yeah, that's what pretty, they cost. That's but like, yeah. even then, it's like, holy. Even then, crap. yeah, dude. Yeah. 120 like, maybe, you know? Like, yeah, I think we paid. I think we paid 100 bucks for. Hello, Megator. That was Green Day, Fall Out Boy, and Weezer. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, dude, 120. I'm all right. Fuck yeah, let's go. Yeah, like Jesus I mean, I'm Christ, not thrilled, man. But <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, I like I've said, I spent 300 bucks a ticket to see Green Day at the House of Blues. Mm -hmm. Like, if Blink was playing the House of Blues, I would expect to pay that type of money. Yeah, you're close and personal. I'm not what in a balcony, mean? fucking thousand feet away. Right, like in a big arena. Like they should be like minute, like. Like for anything, Loge should be like maybe two hundred bucks, like between one hundred and two hundred, and then anything up in the balcony, sixty to one hundred. 
and then the floor, I guess, is whatever you want to pay for the floor. I don't know what I would maybe three hundred, four hundred for the floor. I guess if you're in the the pit, like you know, dude. But I also tickets used to be cheaper. They used to be fifty bucks. Right, like he, because you knew you were gonna get fucking destroyed, like, and you can't see as good in the pit. Like someone little like me, I'm not gonna fucking be in the pit. I can't see anything. Right. I got a bunch of fucking mammoths around me. I can't see shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I I don't know. It's just like I really hope that this isn't like the way it like. It'll be interesting to see. I'm interested to see when like someone like. Someone like Green Day announces another tour to see what those prices are like. Because you know Green Day's playing an arena. Like, there's no way they're not. Well, you got... Look, man, I mean, I'm looking at it right now, and I know it's a different genre, but you got Taylor Swift, right? Oh, God, I can't imagine. Looking at tickets right now. Floor tickets, $7,520. Oh, my... And she's playing three shows there. She's playing three. Some are two thousand to three thousand. The cheapest one is eight hundred and forty-six. Jesus Christ, Christ Almighty! At least for what I'm looking at, you know, I'm sure there's cheaper somewhere. But like, that's just giving you. That's like it's not. It's happening everywhere. Yeah, Fuck. it's not just yeah. this genre. It's I mean, it's Ticketmaster, dude. StubHub. Yeah. Let's see. And then the other. And I then what? Are, what are the other sites supposed to do? You know. I mean, yeah, <laughs> they're not gonna forget. Yeah, especially when they're going up against a you know something that's kind of monopolized that part of the industry what can you do you know there's only so much you can do um i think though just to real quick circle back to um the question steve had brought up about you know what can you know kind of to generalize your question steve like what what can bands do you know to kind of adapt to the rising costs and stuff i think something that's kind of going to end up happening is i first off it sucks because everything's going up that's that's i think we can all agree like it's it everything is getting more expensive and it sucks mm-hmm. subscription services are you know adding tiers now so that like you know what was once a 7.99 monthly fee is now going to be 7.99 with ads now you have to go up to 9.99 to not have ads so now they're getting another you know two dollars right. out of you a month and you know like sometimes that two dollars can seem like you know a negligible difference there's also for plenty of people it's not and right i think something that's going to kind of end up happening you know you see a lot of kind of like live eps and things like that released like belmont had one uh the other year where they they did like movements uh, did one the studio thing yep movements did one as well i think something that you could see happening um i, I don't think this is like a, a definitive thing but i think it's something that could have potential because of the way subscription services are kind of starting to take over as opposed to one-time fees for things. I could see a world where, you know, a band does a live stream show. Oh God, I hope not. Jesus Christ. For the record, I am not proposing. Clark, he's like, hold on, hold on. I'm not no, saying. Wanna, I'm not saying I'm in favor of it. I'm just saying what I, something that I think could end up happening. <laughs> But they already that tried be, that with COVID. That would be so bad. Yeah, but the, the thing is this, Steve. Back then, no one could go to shows at all, so it was out of the question. Now people can go to shows, and it costs an arm and a fucking leg. If somebody says, hey, you can pay, you know... Um, 60 bucks. Uh, yeah, 60 bucks to watch, you know, a two-and-a-half-hour Blink set 
live streamed and it's studio quality sound or i could pay you know 500 to go see them in person like the way things are economically right now the the choice is unfortunately pretty clear i yeah. think and but again the, the whole mean, thing is you know, we we could be talking about we could have this conversation in two years and the whole system could have collapsed in on itself and now it, they've gone hope so maybe not back to square yeah. one but back to reasonable prices we can only hope for that but like i mean they just I mean, keep they're just squeezing us for more and more man it's like it's, think, a, it's a trend that's like unfortunately not going away right now i think because that, people keep oh, fucking buying shit well, yeah, and I think that only works. Well, half of them are gonna go and want to be on their phones anyway to say that they were there. That's <laughs> also how that's also how social media is structured. Like, I'm at the I'm at the show. Like, I'm at the show. Not looking at the show though. Looking at my <laughs> phone. Looking at the show. Your your <laughs> your thing only works for like certain like. How do I want to put so like the Foo Fighters, for example. They played two shows for Taylor Hawkins, one in England, one in California. They streamed it. You could pay to stream it. That's the only time I would pay to stream a show is if like it was something like that. Like if you're doing a tour, like I feel like people would just, you know, and now with like you can do um there's like a firm or like Klarna where you can do like payment plans where it's like it'll be this much a month and blah blah blah. Like that's what people are just gonna start doing. Cause if like Blink's like say Blink was only playing like four shows and they were only playing like the Coliseum in LA, they were and playing like some show in Texas and like some show in Chicago and then one show at like Madison Square Garden. And that was it. Like, yeah, then, yeah, you would obviously, you could stream whatever show you wanted to. You know, I feel like if you're doing a full, like, I don't even know how many cities they're doing. It's got to be over 30, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're doing like a 40, 50 city show, uh, tour, full North American tour, I, I just have a high, I, I just don't see like people being like, I want to stream this one. Like, you know no, what I mean? I and then people just wouldn't go. No. I feel I, it, but I, I hear what you're saying, Clarky, as far as like an idea of like what could be another step to get a cheaper way to see the show it, in that yeah, sense. If it, it, sorry to cut you off, Steve, but if I could just add like one little kind of point to like what I was proposing, like it would only really work for bands that can afford to not tour, if you get what I'm saying. Acts are so that are so big that you will get that that mass buy-in you know what i'm saying like it, obviously oh, like you're, so you're not talking about streaming the whole tour you're talking about just do like a studio like I, i'm i'm I, yeah i'm talking like blink comes okay. out and says we're gonna do like two like oh. you know they'll pick days okay. and they'll go we're gonna play you know a two and a half hour set in a studio with studio quality sound right 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 and, right, right and you know it's gonna be live to youtube or or twitch or or maybe if they you know pick their own um create their own kind of uh, client yeah. streaming client for it but like it that's where like the kind of weird dichotomy comes in because a lot of the bands that we all listen to are smaller and the touring profits are mm. basically their backbone that's how they survive it's not because especially and we all know this because of how many artists have come out and said it like they get fleeced by the spotify's and the apple music's on how much they actually profit from the amount of listens that their yeah. music gets, you know, they're getting, they're already getting ripped off. So they have to, they have to go tour and try to generate money. Mm -hmm. But a lot of these bigger bands, like they don't have to, cause they're getting 
not only are they getting way more traffic for streaming, they're getting media appearances. They're getting rights to have their songs played in, uh, like on you know sports coverage in stadiums. It's already being uh, listen. Edging songs like, already holy already in the NHL. Shit, boys! Aaron Carter died. What? Oh, what? Yeah. LED? I don't know. I holy hope not, shit! Dude. That's fucking sad. Yeah, I know that kid was struggling, yeah, but I know man. he was doing a lot of sh- shit. He wasn't yeah. that old either. He's already. Oh, yeah, I just saw it on Spin Mag, just shared it on Instagram. Damn. Yep. Drowning in the bathtub? Is that what it is? That's what I just heard. He was found dead at his home in Lancaster, reportedly after drowning in the bathtub. Oh, that's got to be. I mean, we got in trouble last time we speculated something, so I'm not going to do that. But, I mean, I don't know how you... How else you would drown in a bathtub, right? Yeah. I mean, if you had maybe you had some sort of medical issue, and you know, that's sad though. Holy shit! Rest in peace. That's that's that's, yeah, that's yeah, tragic. Tragic at a young age, man. That's terrible. Thirty-four didn't deserve to die, man. That's no, fucked. that is fucked. Well, now that I've successfully brought the complete mood down, well. Let me let me let me change the subject. That's cool. Yeah, go ahead. No, all no, right. we're gonna stay with the sadness. All right. Um. All right. I want to mention a few things. Did y'all watch the music video? Yes. Yes. Bridging. Yep. Obviously, not Aaron yeah. Carter or fucking Spotify Ticketmaster. Obviously, we're talking about edging. From Blink Twenty Two. Did you catch edging videos? We've all been watching edging videos. Videos. I don't know why I said that. Edging videos. Yes. <laughs> Edging vegetables. We've all been holding cucumbers seductively for days okay. on end. Did you guys catch the Easter eggs? Uh, probably not because I'm not. True. You guys, Clarky, did you catch the Easter eggs that I, I'm about I, to mention? I caught a few of said eggs. Yes. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I hope so. I'm gonna shoot some out, and if you caught, <laughs> if you, if you have any other ones, let me know. But okay. So big Easter egg from this uh, was there is Blink-22's first music video, Eminem's, came out, right? And in this music video, uh, the three of them, they leave their girlfriends in bed and they spend the day at an amusement park, okay? And then at the end of the video, they get into a legit gun shootout and they get shot. There is a shootout. And this was on MTV. It was originally the original music video, which then got later taken off. That ending part was changed. But the original music video, they were at an amusement park and they ended the video with a shootout. In edging, they're at a carnival amusement park mm-hmm. uh, and they end that with a shootout. Not only that, but there's the carousel, which is like carousel. Yep. Um, which pretty cool Easter eggs that I didn't catch till I had to dig into it a little bit. But those were the Easter eggs I found. Now, Clarky, if you have more Easter eggs, or if you knew about those Easter eggs, let me hear what you know, or and if you heard about these ones. I can't remember if I heard any more than that. Okay. Um, but I, I, I was pretty stoked when I saw like they did go for the uh, the M&M's reference, though. Especially because that's kind of a... Excuse me, like a lesser known... 
mm-hmm. early right. song. You know, it's not it's not a damn it or a uh, or a carousel. But mm-hmm. um, I thought that video was just fun, anyways, man. I thought it was so right? cool. That, like they just didn't go for it's like they didn't go for like some like big set piece type of over the, like obviously like it was you know goofy as hell and there was some kind of like eye winding stuff, but like it wasn't like this big gaudy over the top nonsense that you get from some people you know what i mean it was just kind of you know boots on the ground let's make this video let's have some fun with it have some laughs you know we'll get people in that you know like are excited about taking the project on you know they're gonna have fun with it as well making it like it just goes along with like the good vibes that like they're like trying to push right now Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely i also heard things that they would reference this intro to feeling this and then I can see that with the with was, the drums that start for sure. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, and then I heard some people talking about um, I forget what part of the song, but story of a lonely guy. I forget what part of it. I heard that too. Shit, what part of the song was that? Now I'm trying to remember. I literally read that a couple days ago. Yeah, I forget what it was. Shit, another another oft forgotten song that's fun to listen to. Right, isn't it? Uh, but yeah, those were like the Easter eggs that I found that I thought were pretty fucking cool. That is cool. I think I, I, I hope we kind of get uh they they threw a few into uh some of the songs on neighborhoods as well. So I'm kind of hoping maybe we get a few of those in. Oh fuck yeah! The, uh, the songs what, of this new album. What was your favorite song on neighborhoods? Because mine was wishing well. Wishing well is vibey as hell. I right? do like that song. Um, I am. A, uh, there's it's a it's actually a tie for two uh and i think they're back to back on the the deluxe edition of the album because there's a few songs that are on there that aren't in the regular edition that i'm a big fan of but uh hearts all gone was one. Oh yeah um because i love like stockholm syndrome is my favorite blink song so anything that kind of like maybe doesn't directly uh pull from it but like has that vibe like the fact that it had an interlude the fact that it was in kind of that progression of the uh the album and then just the fact that like it it uh hits really hard it's fast uh it's probably mark's strongest part on that album too uh or one of his stronger parts mm-hmm. and then the other song which comes if i remember it's right after on the deluxe is uh snake charmer oh um, yeah very That's very rated yeah very like different um probably one of the few times that i think that tom kind of went like full ava Mm-hmm. Um, and just hit the fucking send it button, and it worked for a Blink song. And I was like, "Yeah, this is actually like this goes." And I think it's because it's a little um, it is a little heavier as well compared to like what he would usually put out. So yeah, those those two for me uh are awesome. Wishing Well is a great track too, though. Wishing Wishing Well has got that weird thing. I don't know what it is about like the guitar riff and that, but I feel like you could find like a little piece of that in every blink album. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I feel what you're saying. like sometimes like you smell a smell or like you hear a sound and it just brings you like back to a certain thing. Like, I feel like that little riff. I think that's that. why I like it so much to be completely honest. Um, I think, and then it's old. It just reminds me of old Tom's voice. Um, but snake charmer is a sleeper dude. And it definitely has the AVA vibes. Even the ending, it's got like the wonky fucking sounds and shit. Yeah. For like 50 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Standard. It's fucking typical AVA, like why don't you go like a wow 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 wow? Like there's no need, but it sounds awesome. <laughs> like that's fine, Tom. You can keep dry yeah. humping that keyboard for like yeah. another fifty seconds. It's fine. <laughs> we'll buy another one. It's all Whatever right. Whatever gets you there. 
Uh, yeah, don't shit. worry about the stains. We're throwing it in the dumpster after anyway. It's fine, Tom. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but, oh yeah. I love neighborhoods, man. Such a... It like, is. People, people like, really tried to shit on that when it came out. And it's like, listen, again, like I said before, it is like, it definitely has disjointed moments and stuff, but like, there, like, it's still blink. It's still kind of is like, oh yeah, this is like self-titled, but if like they were all older and really sad. <laughs> fucking fits, you know? Pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. And another case of like the single, like not saying that there aren't good singles from Blink, but like it's another case where like the singles kind of ended up being the weakest part of that album. Mm-hmm. And the rest mm-hmm. of it, like, dude, Ghost on the Dance Floor, that's a that's oh. gotta be one of the best opening tracks they ever did. Oh my Actually, god, yeah. Bang. Dude, that drum line. Oh yeah, oh, it hooks you right god. in. It's fucking such a good song. Really good. For sure, boys. Well, I think we covered quite a lot on the Blink-22 uh, news with the new song Edging and the Tom DeLonge uh, coming back. Um, anything else you guys want to cover? I got to get going soon. Got to get some dinner and I have to take a poop. That's the honest truth. Put your hands up if you're telling the truth, everybody. Just not at the same, not the same. I not know no one said anything. Batch's <laughs> like, I haven't said nothing yet. <laughs> As long as you aren't doing those two things at the same time, I think you'll be all right. Yes, sir. But yeah, um, any, anything else, boys? No, no, man. I'm just, I'm just pumped as, uh, I'm pumped as hell that we're, uh, we're getting to kind of experience this. It's kind of like yeah. a, like I, I think I said it, I think I said it's unique. Like right after it happened, I was like, it's nice to like f- be excited about something right now because it's just there's, there's a, it's. Really easy to get dragged down with a lot of the shit that's going on right now. Not that that's not warranted, maybe, but like at the same time, it's also nice to just have something to look at and genuinely be like, "This, like, I can't wait for." Yeah, this is dope. new music. I can't wait for if you know if, if you know I don't go to a show. Like, I'm still looking forward to like seeing like videos of the live performances come out because obviously there'll be like you know a thousand of them. Mm-hmm. But um, oh yeah, it's gonna be rad. I really it, one little quick thing too. I would love if they did a uh like a documentary of this now because we never got the blinkumentary and i don't know if you guys saw but a uh a documentary of the 2004 tour uh leaked onto youtube the other day which i will really? happily link to you if you have not seen please do uh very Ooh. very very good um it, it's not like reality tv dramatic type shit but like it's a very good uh peek into like kind of like you can see that they're getting tired you could see that they like tom mm. wants to go home you can but like i would have oh my god the things i would have done legally and possibly illegally, but I won't list it here in a public forum that I would have done to attend that tour at an adult age and not being the little 12 year old pimple faced idiot that I was back then. But, um, <laughs> I agree. Oh, it's an awesome, it's an awesome documentary. I'll link it to you guys. If, and if anyone, uh, wants to see it out there, it's, uh, it is visible on the YouTubes, on the YouTubes, <laughs> on the tubes of you. That's <laughs> taking that one back. Edit that up. Jesus. All right. Love it. That's it. Get ready for some new Blink Kids. It's yes, happening. sir. Buckle up. All right, Clocky. Thanks again, brother, for taking the time. Oh, it was, it was great talking with you guys about it. Like that was, I was, I was looking forward to this, and I'm glad we got to do it because, uh, man, did we, uh, man, did we, we really go for it? We sure did. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> um, congratulations again, man. Yes. On two years of sobriety. That's... Oh, thank you, thank you. Yep, that, you should be very proud of that, man. I'll um, be expecting my elephant in the mail, Nick. Yeah, it'll be, <laughs> yeah, it's it's on its way from India. So, 
Oh, nice. You got one of those yeah. tracker bracelets? Yeah, I got it. It's coming. Yeah. All right. Well, Clocky, we will talk to you soon, my friend. Be well. It was a pleasure, boys. It was a pleasure. Hell yeah. See you later, Clocky. I just, well, I wanted to talk about real quick those two releases that came out before we left. Sure thing. What releases? Um, Goalkeeper. Mm. Um, I Wish I Met You Sooner. The first full-length LP. Absolute banger. Did you listen? Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Yeah, fucking, fucking slaps, dude. Nothing, yeah. nothing that I wouldn't expect. It was better than I right. expected. So. Yeah. Um, then probably my favorite, sorry, goalkeeper, but my favorite release of that day was rest easy's, um, for LP as well. Oh, that was great too. Yeah. Um, that, that thing, whoo, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, that LP hope you're okay. Holy shit, dude. I can't. We're working on something with them to talk to them. That's going to be fun. Oh, um, fuck yeah. We're also going to have Goalkeeper on shortly as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be good. So, congrats to both of those bands for some killer music they put out. And that was all I had. Awesome. Well, congratulations, boys. That was fucking rad as well. I second that. Um, yeah, I don't have much else. Uh, you know, spread love, spread joy. Be kind to each other. You don't know what's going on. Um, rest in peace, to Aaron Carter, because that is really yeah, sad. No one should go is. through whatever. I know he's got mental health stuff. I know he. I know yeah. he had, from what I've read, prior history addiction, issues, addiction and... issues. And you know, no matter what, dude. No matter if you're struggling, you know. I hope you find some sort of cure. I hope you find somebody that can help you, and I hope you can find within yourself, you know, to keep. Yeah, always it. reach out. Yep. It's the hardest thing you'll do, but the best thing you'll do. So always reach out. For help. Other than that, uh, just remember it's okay not to be okay. That's it. All right, kids. All right then. We'll see you next week. Right, goodbye. Au revoir.